Good morning. The story we just heard read by Denise in Matthew chapter 15 recounts one of Jesus' many miraculous healings described throughout the Gospels. But it's also a powerful learning encounter between two individuals. The woman who had an encounter with Jesus is described in the various translations of this story as a Syrophoenician woman, a Gentile, a pagan, and a Canaanite. Regardless of the word you choose from these translations, from the perspective of a typical Jewish listener of the time, all these titles implied foreigner, unclean, an outsider to God's chosen, second class. The use of the word dogs in the story drives this point home, uncomfortably so. Being a woman of these people lowered her status even more. It was noteworthy that she even approached Jesus, given the probability that she would not be taken seriously by these men. In the ancient world, it was improper for a woman to directly address a man she didn't know. But her desperate concern for the welfare of her daughter drove her to boldly cross the many lines of protocol between these two foreigners to initiate this encounter. The story implies that Jesus would just as soon have been left alone when the, when the woman sought to engage him and make her request known. The disciples also wanted her to just move on. One almost gets the sense that Jesus and the disciples had taken a trip to get away from the throngs of Jewish people they kept encountering day after day. Tyre and Sidon were Phoenician cities located on the Mediterranean Sea about a hundred miles northwest of where he and the disciples had been previously doing ministry, in a place mostly filled with non-Jews. Because Jesus has a sense of himself in this moment as being sent to minister to his own people, maybe he anticipated taking a Sabbath, energizing himself in this foreign place so he could go back to continue his ministry among his own people with renewed energy. Often, emphasis is placed on the elements of this story related to what the woman got out of this encounter, what she got out of it, and why she got the healing she requested for her daughter, her persistence, her willingness to be treated as other, and her faith that this foreign healer could do something about her life situation are all rightly lifted up in most commentaries on this story. But let's consider for a moment what Jesus got out of the encounter with this foreign woman. How do we know that Jesus didn't also receive a miracle that day? I imagine a very long silence happened between the words, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus' response, Woman, Great is your faith. 
And I wonder what might have been happening in the midst of the silence between those two sentences. I imagine Jesus suddenly aware of the sacred space that existed between the two of them. I imagine Jesus being reminded at just the right moment in his life by this seemingly unlikely messenger that we are all feeding on the various kinds of food we need from the same divine source. I imagine Jesus being reminded in the moment of his own teaching, read for us earlier this morning by Jesse, of a radical way of living in which we seek to love not only those that are close to us and that are like us, but to love those who are not, to love even our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. And perhaps Jesus was suddenly aware, maybe even embarrassed, by his initial dismissal of this woman as this person before him was providing a powerful example of such a way of life by continuing to engage with one who had just insulted her. And I imagine this woman was not the only one who walked away thankful for the encounter that day. Jesus, too, had been given something he truly needed at that moment on his journey, a word that inspired him to modify how he proceeded with his ministry among the people he encountered. In this encounter, the circle of God's children had been expanded to include those once considered outsiders or needing to wait for the leftovers of God's grace. In the story, Jesus, yes, Jesus himself, has a learning opportunity because this woman has taken the risk to cross ethnic, religious, and social boundaries to enter his life. Hers is an unexpected, even unwelcome entry, but one that turns out to be an opportunity for Jesus to receive a message he needs on his spiritual journey. Maybe God had presented a seemingly unlikely bearer of needed truth to teach even Jesus, even Jesus, in that important moment. This woman who presented as foreign and in need of help had changed this great healer and teacher's mind, as evidenced by the continued expansion we see throughout Jesus' ministry to include anyone who found his teachings meaning, meaningful for their lives, not just Jews, not just his own people, but all people.
Jesus could have chosen to continue to dismiss this woman. He could have determined that she had nothing to offer him and only represented a need to be addressed. But because she had not yet closed him out, dare I say, because she offered him grace, and because she boldly continued in the love she had for her ailing daughter, she was able to break through the social and historical obstacles between the two of them and get the message Jesus needed to hear at that moment to him as well. And as well, get the healing she hoped for, for her young daughter. We all have people in our lives that present themselves as unlikely messengers. People that we struggle with because of their difference to us or because we experience their actions as dangerous, certainly not the way we would act. I think God sometimes puts messages we need to hear in the mouths of, in the mouths of those we consider enemy, I put that in quotes, to problematize our secure sense of right and wrong, enemy and friend, righteous and unrighteous, I believe God sets us up to teach us something about the wide spectrum of what it means to be human and to teach us something about the deep, challenging levels of love and forgiveness to which God calls us. I'll be the first to admit it's not easy. In some moments it feels impossible. We are so very challenged in such a complex, conflicted world to keep putting ourselves out there, engaging in this hope with a capital H, bearing witness to its reality, even when clear human vision points to the contrary. So often what we see in an unlikely messenger with our eyes is not enough. When we can't find it in ourselves to reclaim the sacred space between us, we must pray for a glimpse of the eyes of God, not just our own human eyes. But we must pray for a glimpse of God's vision, to see just a glimpse of the beauty God sees in this human family, and to pray for the humility to know that we too are someone else's unlikely messenger. It is a bold and often fearful move to reclaim the possibility of a beneficial encounter with the person you've written off as entirely toxic to you. I hold out the hope that if we expect something to come, we are more likely to hear it or see it if it does. And a true miracle is still possible to flow in the sacred space between even the most seemingly separated of God's children. Community happens when individuals dare to talk to each other, dare to risk asking questions rooted in our own ignorance, so we can help each other transform that ignorance into shared concern, respect, and appreciation for the vast spectrum that is the human experience. 
It happens when we dare to open ourselves to being wrong. And when we less, and when we seek more to move closer to each other. I bet the Canaanite woman didn't know that she was the teacher that day to this well-known Jewish teacher and healer. I bet she didn't know the impact her words and willingness to boldly be who she was had on so many. The examples our lives set by the many large and small decisions we make are all teaching moments for those who encounter us, those who dare to engage us, and those who observe us without our even knowing it. We are all teachers to one another, and we are all still learning from the encounters we have with each other. The trick is learning with the Spirit's help to grow in our ability to assume a posture of expectation, of bold, vulnerable openness to the sacred space that we inhabit in these learning encounters, being open to the possibility of being surprised by even those who would be easier and safer to write off. Today, may we challenge each other to find ways to hold on to the possibility of claiming and reclaiming the sacred learning space between us all as the children and unlikely messengers of God. May we expect God to surprise us on the journey we take one with another. May we be thankful for those times when God sets us up. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, open our eyes that we might see. Help us to know we must listen more than speak at times and that when we speak we must speak in a spirit of love and with a desire for better understanding may we listen to your voice in our hearts and our minds and may we glimpse the world with your eyes this day. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. <laughs>